before we begin today's topic i would like to share a bit about the foundation of all of the inspiring human potential inner growth content what you learn about and what we discuss has its foundation in a lifelong accumulated research that involves the fields of humanities and social sciences philosophy with a focus on existentialism and recently added basics of neuroscience physiology and biology this research continues and the wealth of information that i share across different platforms is in the effort to support your inner growth self-empowerment conscious living ascension awakening and personal development journey in a way that allows you to understand the distinct human characteristics involved in your day-to-day and overall life alongside the choices you make how you feel and deal with events such as the unknown and unwanted a simplified breakdown just to give you an idea and for the ihp community to keep in mind as you pursue inner growth and self-empowerment is what is involved in the human's response to -to day-to-day events in life happening we have been able to review this and we always review some aspects throughout the episodes and all the content one the body's nervous system's defense mechanism flight fight response two the heart's feelings emotions ego self-response three the mind's conscious subconscious and conscious response alongside the established neural pathways societal culture and knowledge filters identity secondary and primary consciousness aspects this and more is what is involved as you tune into and read the ihp content whether it be on the blog the youtube uh, channel patron membership site or the website itself or the podcast you will always get to learn something about how to apply an inner growth mindset and lifestyle approach how to follow your heart and lead with it with that unconditional love neutrality that we so much discuss why it's important and all of this allows you to tap into that infinite higher human potential which is also a response that one acquires as a body mind and heart that is one within you with that ownership so the avatar consciousness let me finish reading this uh, in denial of either they have a high level of discernment which makes them able to see nuance they can hold multiple perspectives at once which can be confusing at first being able to see another's perspective or even a cosmic perspective and beyond it's not confusing when you're not thinking of it as something that is challenging yourself so what i mean by that and i'm going to switch back to Sadhguru and then finish because she says something that he talks about as he's explaining mahasamadhi okay so keep that in mind and now we're back to Sadhguru where i have just finished explaining how an equanimous intellect is an intellect that does not discriminate between good and bad high and low joy and misery pain and pleasure nuance okay guys same thing as is a person in their prefrontal cortex so being able to take in information and see what your next steps are as a functional adult mahasamadhi means a great equanimous intellect and again apologies if i'm mispronouncing it the highest level of equanimity of the intellect okay that means your intelligence lost all external input 
he goes on to explain what that external input is so he says right now your intelligence is functioning because of external inputs because of what you read heard and gathered this is not all because i know that we got some very enlightened empowered people tuning in here i am without a shadow of a doubt certain of this and usually all people own their own thoughts anyways so to me you're not only functioning because of external inputs you can't be here if your inner inputs were not functioning alongside with you and so i let us honor those inner inputs but there is a way that you may be wired if you will and are stuck in only a certain pattern so recognize that the external inputs are your only guide and therefore you don't disengage from it this is what he's trying to say okay the information in your mind is what makes you look intelligent so i'm going to repeat this sentence right now your intelligence is functioning because of external inputs because of what you read heard gathered the information in your mind is what makes you look intelligent you are projecting your memory as intelligence which it is not once you identify with your memory equanimity is not possible if you're attached to your memory you will never know equanimity so he's using the word equanimity which is allness if i'm not mistaken we, we looked that up it's a, an all-present thing okay so equanimity intelligence all present intelligence which is why it's avatar consciousness oneness unity consciousness now let's switch to the cognitive dissonance and let me go and grab that definition because it is actually opportune right now for me to read that to you cognitive dissonance is when this is why people get upset when their beliefs are challenged now this is from don alien psychotherapy okay cognitive dissonance and bias by kendra sherry so sherry c-h-e-r-r-y it's an article i didn't read it i just looked at the infographic a mental conflict occurs when beliefs are contradicted by new information this conflict activates areas of the brain involved in personal identity and emotional response to threats the brain's alarms go off when a person feels threatened on a deeply personal and emotional level causing them to shut down and disregard any rational evidence quote unquote remember that rational let's put it to the side because every one of us has our own rational evidence shut down and disregard any rational evidence that contradicts what they previously regarded as quote unquote truth so they put the truth in equation but not rational this is because there is an r group of people that believe that only certain pieces of information gathered with that scientific methodology are the truth but here's that part like when i broke down to my conversation with my brother-in-law about facts and gravity where he's like well you know things that are facts are repeatable that's how we know they are truths and i said you know okay you want to call that i bend the truth that's fine but i will and i explained to him why and then that reminds me of the psychiatrist who says there's not one truth there are multiple truths we exist and again if we go to different countries they will have different truths but what he's trying to say is if i throw you out a window gravity is going to do the same thing the equations are always the same and here i presented to you right now just in one go three different subject matters that talk about the same thing with different words we have the alchemist lady who's talking about nuance which is part of the neuroplasticity terminology so i haven't looked that up yet but 
nuance a sign of neuroplasticity and the evolving of your brain we got Sidguru talking with equanimity and equanimity being something that is to me equal to that nuance and we have them describing a pattern that happens of conflict from within based on what i can describe to you as the ego self of you who holds information you're taught it from your family your country your culture your everything and you're going to react emotionally like many people do which is how they then justify their charged states like with my brother-in-law we got to talk because i'm a calm person he's a calm person we exchange thoughts yet if they found themselves with another person that might not be the same because if they found themselves with somebody who's talking about things only in terms of 4d they would be like no but the scientists but this they'd start arguing about certain elements that there's nothing to argue about you know at the same time being able to talk about these topics is not necessarily accessible with those individuals who only use that methodology in fact like with ascension and my brother-in-law i haven't been able to speak of all things yet because there's still many areas where as i'm explaining it i don't have a memory that has all the data points in order to be able and spit them out but even if i did it's still not based on a scientific methodology and so it's not based on repeat uh what is it called data points which is what he pointed out even in this one conversation which is where i said yeah and i won't ever be able to give you that because ascension is a personal journey no there's not going to be every person being in repeat state in fact there's actually not that in any way shape or form now here's the part of when your person who is in avatar consciousness self-empowerment enlightenment again you're sharing pieces of information that can help other people to get to their empowerment and not truths but spelling out you got your own truth now go live it but stop imposing it and to the best of my ability right trying to share how this affects your life your well-being your intellect and your relationships which equals again psychology 101 and anybody who would go to any of those lovely psychologists who are talking about the nervous system and the brain and trauma and how we can be in a functional adult state they're doing it every day even though not all of their patients might get there and not all people go they have the keys to leading any person to 5d self-empowered enlightened state an avatar consciousness state because they're teaching a person to learn about unconditional love for self to be in compassion of self to be your true self to be what you are and to know that you do live with a society so yeah there's a lot of stuff that goes on and this conflict can happen because you're being told something that is opposite what you learned those who come from a catholic background who may at a certain point be neutral towards tarot towards esoteric information may they may not they may continue to deem it the devil's work and that is only some and i'm going to read again after more of the alchemist uh, stuff because she talks about this and she talks about the um jesus's teachings the ones that were not shared and i want to share it with the community because it's very important uh she points out some very good piece of information but first finishing up with this very unique part remembering cognitive dissonance and how that is connected to your ego self your emotional identity your state and what i just read from how we can be in an avatar consciousness state which is an integrated uh 
integration of the positive aspects of reality and the negative aspects they are not in denial of either they have a higher level of discernment so people with an avatar consciousness has a higher level of discernment which makes them able to see nuance so you're able to see beyond the duality guys right you're able to apply neuroplasticity that's why you evolve you consistently expand because you're not in a stagnant one storyline two storylines you see the twos you're in the third you move beyond and it's not negating you don't deny what you just saw you don't deny its existence you're building more intelligence so you allow that memory to be in that state you see it and you're again moving beyond it that's also why an avatar consciousness can hold so a person with this level of consciousness holds multiple perspectives at once and when she says it can be confusing at first it's only because a person's not in the state of allowing all to be because like i said as my brother-in-law pointed out there's only one truth there are two truths it's the facts that are explained in mathematical way i'm using that as an example to say this is what we are learning when we're first growing up but here's the thing your mind needs a structure to learn so don't think of it which is what people then spell it out like even this person as training or you being regulated in a way that is trying to be controlled no this is again and i get it they're in the whole storyland of pieces of information that come and in fact she mentions it the awakening to the avatar state where is it in christ consciousness oneness she says it is about you being able to get through i need to find it but she talks about atlantean something and so she even mentions how the uh, esoteric sciences love using types of stories and uh the stories come from the past which makes me think of certain people that i follow that i know have mentioned okay so right now i can't find it i'm gonna have to find it for those who will stay and tune in for after but she talks about us basically remembering the fall of atlantis and so going through you know a a big important uh i get it i get what she's saying because i know people that experience remembering those elements but the part that is most important for me to point out is when she says that it can be confusing the same when said guru will express a similar thought it is not confusing if you know that information so what we learn isn't you meaning you're you and you're learning information i will use me as the example as somebody who followed things by the book and you you know there's my mother to share that story with i can tell you it never was my identity maria is my i'm my identity and that's why i was never confused when i began seeing new piece of information after realizing that duality is bs and and so that i was leading in this dual way that again i wasn't seeing as that because there is a way that as a child you're going to look outside you can't gather information if it's infinite already or your brain just needs a minute to i would say acclimate to being you know here and gathering information in the first place so it makes sense that you break things down in ways that can make sense now that we're all adults if you feel confused 
i'm trying to say obviously it's because your identity is a part of what you learned that's how you can now disengage so if you are attached to your memory you will never know equanimity back to Sadhguru. this is where if you don't and you stop identifying that's where you're gonna start engaging with equanimity and nuance okay entering that avatar consciousness entering oneness unity consciousness this enlightenment constantly from your mind so keeping on with Sadhguru because memory has been accumulated <clears throat> in a prejudiced manner i like this person i don't like that person he's using examples this is a good person that is a bad person this is all right that is not all right all these judgments and prejudices are a consequence of memory everything is labeled in some way as good and bad what you like and what you do not like high and low god and devil as long as you are identified with the bank of memory that you hold equanimity is not even a possibility nuance is not a possibility this is again equal to you staying in adaptive child state right and wrong black and white okay with the societal norms stereotypes cultures your foundation as gauges differences being that functional adults so being able to be adaptive know that things are not in twos we have the gray and to be an adult about it not an emotionally charged state about it it is not about denying your mission to you know make a difference in whatever area you're passionate and more than passionate about but it is about not being like that one coach and other coaches who train and or help people with narcissistic relationships and the one that creates the video 10 ways to get underneath the skin of a narcissist this is not a very uh, good example of anything except for two charged states and i'm sure the person helps people <clears throat> but their video is like a child on spitefulness and with uh, an adult age group teaching and teaching for a specific she at the end of the video says this is going to empower you that's not empowerment that is a person being spiteful mean to another person because yes they were hurt but the, the, the way it was even taught it's showing that you're trying to get under the skin like 10 ways to get under the skin or however it was termed any person who's looking it up obviously is in that state they're gonna build that karmic state or stay in that state and what i'm trying to get at though is that's not that is not a grown-up that that is an emotionally hurt and vulnerable person and so is the person who learned it that's not empowerment that is other and and other that isn't hurt that needs actual guidance of okay one disengage completely from whoever you are labeling a narcissist so get them out of your life you out of theirs and and how about we begin working with your well-being and leave them completely out of the picture and let them go on <coughs> and find their own way <coughs> to um, inflict any type of hurt upon another it is not an adult what i would call an adult and that is exactly where not all adults are functional adults in their emotional realm some are still traumatized very much so from their own toxic uh, family background and you know again it's hurt it's not not using the word toxic because it's a bad thing it's toxic because it doesn't bring about um, wellness 
or expansion or well-being and um the first thing to well-being is disengaging from anything that hurts you is not interacting with it you don't fuel a fire you put out a fire and and a person that likes to or like it's not about like it's in the habit of getting into charge state is a person that has not had examples of the opposite but they've been shown only you know something that of course from a hurt place this is why that's attractive to people because they come from a hurt place and they want revenge and they're going to look for how to get back at somebody that hurt them when you learn psychology 101 that is called revenge vindictive it's an insecure ego it's a hurt ego it's a nervous system that is definitely in a hyper aroused state and validating their state and again that's why that's the adaptive child so <clears throat> back to said guru as long as you are identified with the bank of memory that you hold equanimity is not even a possibility samadhi is an equanimous intellect this means you have to disengage your memory from your intellect if your intellect gets disengaged from your memory it struggles for a little while so see he goes to say the same thing the lady says with avatar consciousness that when you're able to hold multiple perspectives at once it can be confusing at first so for Sadhguru, he explains it as you disengaging your memory all the things that you learned from your intellect which is still your mind it's uh, you being able to be in your prefrontal cortex guys so when your intellect is disengaged from your memory the person when they write here struggles said guru or the other person that writes so the alchemist confusing this is only because you're in a cognitive dissonance state you're in a moment realizing that something that just came to be in your awareness contradicts something that is your truth and here's why i want to break it down this way because we all have that besides the emotions behind it you have truth they're very very important in the intermediate level of the inner growth program is where you are living this state of i know what is right what is wrong and this is a beautiful state to be in to get to impartiality in the advanced place of the inner growth program and there are the free main modules for you guys to look at of all three levels i still have to get the intermediate and advanced on the udemy so the full course but you do have the free main modules of all the levels and the beginners level is on udemy for purchase so you can take that the ability to finally go to impartiality is not about negating your truths it's actually about empowering yourself to live them but to live them means you're not the only person on the planet so your we group is not the only we group on the planet and it is about you being able to be a functional adult about it and not emotionally charged about it it is about stopping to justify that you are going to vent or gossip or get angry and realize that that state is actually a child state of the ego self it's not good or bad uh, it isn't an avatar consciousness it isn't a 5d consciousness it isn't oneness it isn't unity it isn't in unconditional love neutrality you're not in physiological state of compassion you're in your temporal junction you are relating to the topic solely because you experience it you're relating to the suffering and therefore you have of course a limited perspective it's personal and it's staying that way you don't have to go beyond personal 
that's what is very clear and i share it with you guys all the time you can stay in that state but now you have three different ways of being able to understand concepts that some of you are very much in depth in involved in and the part that is most important to me is your inner well-being functional adults in ventral vagal state in compassion are happy people they live their life happily because they're not behaving in a way that makes them upset when they're upset they get to tend to it they regulate and it's not in an unhealthy way it is based on self-compassion you don't even have to have compassion for the external but you disengage from all that which is not something that you want in your life anymore that's the part and you begin to apply impartiality enlightenment only if you want to but at the very least you stop engaging with anything anyone that makes you not feel okay to be yourself it's not about what they believe it's not about helping you to fit in it's actually about you being able to be your true self to be able to express a thought to be able and i don't know speak about anything that you want and even feel embarrassed and silly about and do it's about waking up and going to that job and being able to be okay with that or about saying you know what no i'm not okay with this i'm going to get out of this and to feel empowered this is it feel empowered because that sense of self-worth is true the knowledge that you can be happy and life isn't perfect and that's why it's the functional adult state breaking it down to the simplest form that i can so moving along with Sadhguru as he keeps talking about this um as long as you are identified with the bank of memory that you hold equanimity is not even a possibility samadhi is an equanimous intellect this means you have to disengage your memory from your intellect if your intellect gets disengaged from your memory it struggles for a little while after putting in a certain amount of sadhana i don't know what that is suddenly you will see all that is in the memory does not seem to mean anything freedom is a crazy thing basically finally you realize really uh, you know here's one truth another truth 10 truths and so everything becomes a variable it's not a bad place it's not a good place it's a place like when i have my conversations with my brother-in-law we're in different places for him there's only a certain amount of truths that you can follow their facts and anything else is not for me there are multiple truths i blend i bend i you can name it right but at the end of the day really there's um there are those facts facts which we're not we don't usually talk about them because the breaking down facts facts it would be very boring but the technical component our nervous system and then the brain development okay for example uh, i'll go and grab all the neuroscience and i could have a conversation only with that those will be the facts at this moment in time of what the researchers have found and the subject matter experts have found and i could break our entire 5d state of consciousness down only with that so finishing up again let's see everyone says that they are looking for freedom but actually they are working for bondage this is sad guru okay everyone is trying to bind themselves to something or someone whether a man is trying to bind himself to a woman a woman to a man or to a god a party an ideology a philosophy a belief system or now isha no matter what you bind yourself to you are binding yourself to find some meaning if you bind yourself to something that obliterates your memory in some way for immediate purposes it is a good binding it is a good binding to start with because it creates a distance between you and everything that is past 
this is what brahmakarya or sannyasa means you have divorced yourself from your memory because you want an equanimous intellect do not seek mahasamadhi as an end to your suffering to seek mahasamadhi means to see how to evolve life to another dimension so see even Sadhguru talks about dimensions and remember he talks about the kundalini awakening and that great abyss from the third eye to the crown and that you must obviously trust somebody or something if you can do that leap of in the abyss if you attached if you are attached to your memory you will never know equanimity it is like stepping on the throttle and thinking the vehicle will stop it will not stop it will only go faster and faster mahasamadhi is not a gift or prize to be obtained attained mahasamadhi is not a way to end life because there is suffering because there is an ailment because you are not able to do certain things because something has become painful ending life is called suicide it is not called mahasamadhi do not seek mahasamadhi as an end to your suffering to seek mahasamadhi means to see how to evolve life to another dimension to seek mahasamadhi means you have fallen so deeply in love with life now you want to know the root of it you have experienced life in its full depth now you want to know the dimensions of life it will not come just because you have a longing it will come simply because you are divorced from your memory you live today as today not as an accumulated nonsense of many yesterdays right here is the power of now guys here is where the consciousness teachers non-dualistic like Eckhart Tolle that I haven't read the power of now yet but I did buy it but I know by watching some of his videos that power of now is you being in the present when we look at being in your ventral vagal state the power the presence of now functional adult the presence of now you're in a sense of safety from the body you're not reacting with your societal engagement first nervous system's response you're not looking to the we group for your truths you're understanding that you're living a life and there's many different topics and intellectually speaking that you may know may not know you're it you're in a form of creation of your own with thoughts and beliefs and you're able to exchange them with others as well that's why you're a functional adult ego self you're not threatened by different pieces of information and uh, to finish up here with said guru we have already taught you systems and methods to get there a simple practice like shambhavi maham draw can deliver you there okay so uh, if you set the other conditions right you do not need anything else um and he goes on to talk about what he is teaching and let me see here we go he's gonna mention something else karma karma is the only bondage but are you willing to leave your yesterdays and just be here no you want to carry your whole yesterdays if you got back your health and your youth you would once again do the same things he's right now he's making statements i'm sure many of you at different stages of your life are promising your partners if i come another seven lifetimes i just want to be with you if you don't do what you can do now this this is an interesting statement by the way because when you achieve a state 
of oneness with life your life okay with the essence of you with enjoying uh, i can tell you that this statement is something that i would definitely say in the absence of attachment where the life that i lead i would live it over and over and over again for everything that i've learned uh, and everything that i keep learning so i don't think it's a bad thing is what i'm trying to say and that it is a bondage however i think that what he's trying to say with the bondage it is for those who have for example those tribal states or codependent relationships so the we groups people that are in a we group which is not to be looked at negatively though it's our mammalian heritage to attach to the external that's how we identify that we are here so again with neutrality looking at anything can bring you to see the two sides of it you choosing is a choice when you realize that your only bondage if you will is yours to choose and really you'll feel it because it feels like a tight pair of shoes it's not comfortable and there are those who can be pursuing inner growth because you do love expanding the ego self of you that there's two categories of people at the very least that i'm sure are attracted to the content there has to be an inclination to being enlightened and in this 5d space at least a little bit because otherwise you wouldn't be able to hear all about the beauty of humanity and the duality with neutrality a person who's in a 3d 4d state is not able to hear an entire conversation in this format they may get bits and pieces like when they're interacting with the shorts but they won't want to come back for more those who come back for more you guys are inclined to be in this free will state in this enlightened state doesn't mean we agree but your body is in the knowing that this is what you want the other side is a person who's always been in this space of knowing and therefore you actually love every time we get together every time you come and tune in anything we talk about because you don't find that easily outside i'm still having a hard time identifying leaders i still gain piece of information and have yet to identify where exactly some of those who are leaders in the 5d space are with this entire what i just presented so the, the complete bliss of life in wanting to repeat it not because you're attached to any outcome but because every moment of your life you are able to see the expansion that came and comes to you like when i shared with you that very specific year when i and i knew when i was telling you last year it was that i didn't think i'd be able to achieve a place of joy with something specific and then this year what did i tell you i'm finally in this space i didn't think i could be here but i am here even when i told you i wasn't in that space if i recall i told you maybe maybe not the awareness of how our emotions always can and do play a role is something very clear to me so if i'm in a space of hurt and and that means you're in a body that is not in a ventral vagal state i'm going to speak something because in that moment it's uncomfortable in a way that doesn't uh, allow me to see joy to see enlightenment the awareness of this is something very clear to the person who has never been connected so your identity you your essence is not connected to the outside 
you've always felt it and so you've expanded again there's an awareness that hurt will lead you to be in a space and you're not judging yourself as smart not smart good or bad you acknowledge it this is the part you don't deny the emotional body you're always one with the mind heart and body so your emotions your self your you're in harmony and you know when you're out of this harmony you know when there's not uh yeah when there's disruption and so you identify the areas that are not yet in a vibration of oneness and that leads me back to the alchemist lady when she talks about our uh, makeup our oversoul as a quartz and these places where when they are not Uh, learned yet they are going to track experiences and that's where the karmic energy the soul family and the twin flame thing comes in again an avatar consciousness 5d self-empowered enlightened conscious person tuning in here your heart's always known you even as i'm speaking it like ah now i've identified that feeling and as a kid what it meant and now as an adult and so the minute you're in harmony so you're not seeing with duality anything from life and that means suffering isn't in that word suffering the deep knowing is it's a learning not because you want to suffer it's not because pain's a teacher again you know lack of predictability threat to the nervous system body's defense mechanisms engaged you're not in any physical life threat and so you're in your ventral vagal state which by the way when the psychologists are talking about fitting in that's where they by helping their clients they get them to learn to be safe enough remember when it's safe enough to belong safe enough to test something out safe enough to start acquiring a state of ease in your body with other people and that's that functional adult you lead yourself to that so to finish up reading what our lovely said guru is saying because that was interesting when he's talking about karma so karma is the only bondage janam janam you know the songs i don't know what that is um but here we go because you're fulfilled you want to transcend to other dimensions of life you have seen enough of this leave the bag of memory there wake up in the morning okay so i think we're done with what he has to share about this but i'm going to transition now from karma is the only bondage to reading to you what said guru says about karma and then we'll move to our lovely the alchemist those of you who want to tune out after i'm done with karma and i don't really know at what point how i'm dividing up these episodes right now but um so we're going to go from here to the esoteric metaphysical uh, subject matter of this and therefore back to unity consciousness karmic relationships uh, twin flame separate consciousness okay but first karma from Sadhguru so he is talking about uh, karma and he says karma is not some negative trash it is uh, karma that allows us to be and stay grounded and in fact he says 90% of the time enlightenment uh, and leaving the body happens in, in together 
if you consciously do not ground yourself with a substantial weighty amount of karma you cannot stick to the body and he was answering somebody who asked since he's enlightened why did he have karma in his life and he literally laughed at the guy in his face because well he is enlightened after all so he knows but he didn't laugh in a mean way he just laughed because of knowledge he already stored and held and he's like how would you ever think that somebody doesn't hold karma if we don't have karma how are we going to be here because it's common knowledge to him right so he goes on to say it is only because of karma you are who you are and that uh, when we say karma is us talking about layers and layers of memory he says there is evolutionary memory which makes you a human being and he goes on to say suppose your body lost its evolutionary memory you may start crawling because you are human not by knowledge but by a huge amount of evolutionary memory invested in every cell of your body which makes you be human so karma is a bondage but it is what grounds us and if we want to equal it to something else like our science when it shows i'm remembering in my bi- my biology as a kid right the little fish from the water that leads itself out of the water and that it then becomes a human being right people have memes teasing because they don't want to be alive because they're not very enthralled with the human species and their own life and they get mad at the poor fish i love the f- thank you fish for you know thank you evolution now here's the part about learning to disengage identity from memory and connecting it back to us having a family a culture in addition to our entire species evolution it it depends always on you how far you want to go when you can stop judging your own species our species is the day that maybe you'll be able and not maybe it's the day you'll be able to achieve a specific level of this consciousness that i'm talking to you about this unity consciousness when this lady the alchemist talks about greed one i knew again that her sentence was clickbait but two i was curious to see not everybody thinks of humanity as greedy but she is correct in saying that most people will blame greed and that is why we are where we are people are not greedy they are egos that are insecure and therefore they will do things out of a sense of lack lack of predictability threatens your nervous system your nervous system will decide on its own how best to help you feel less pain possible which will translate into whatever behavior you may acquire the caregivers you have your environment will get you to have a certain amount of pieces of information and experiences that is where you are already building your neural networks so your default network gives you a basic flight fight freeze pause response and so in any physical life danger you will have that and hopefully i always pray none of us have to be in that state those who experience those are most likely police officers military personnel because they actually live physical dangering experiences there are those who for example when i watch my pilot airplane documentaries there are stories of pilots that were really great at being able to stay firm and calm in a life-threatening their planes falling situation and there are few compared to the others who end up not making it that is the ability of that person's brain to have stayed in their prefrontal cortex the body to have stayed calm in their nervous system and therefore for that anger uh, remember the anger not to come uh, forth which reminds me i might be able to find that anger um, 
the links because i remembered i have it open yay here it is so how anger affects our brain and the this these are the infographics from uh the kneecab.com institute okay remember it so we have how anger affects our brain and our body how anger moves through your brain and into your body the first spark of anger activates the amygdala before you're even aware of it the sources of anger disappointment frustration judgment rejection fear now the amygdala is ready to turn on the stress response system in your brain and body scientists name the stress response system the hpa axis because it consists of the hypothalamus the pituitary gland and the adrenal glands remember the hypothalamus or the hippocampus here's the part where when we're working with our trauma brain i think i kept saying hippocampus well hippocampus or hypothalamus either way they're involved in our brains functioning excuse me i'll come back to the anger infograph and leave the other one to the side because now i'm doubting oh my god i thought it was hippocampus but maybe it's hypothalamus either way in the area with the working with the traumatized brain we're helping once we calm ourselves remember to make those memories more tolerable and to therefore allow yourself to move into nuance or equanimity as Sadhguru points out so disengage from memory as your intelligence your intellect and you being in a place of adding to the memory bank and expanding your consciousness so now we have um, the system a chain reaction of hormones prepares your body to respond to stressors like anger here's how it works the amygdala signals the hippocamp the hypothalamus the hypothalamus signals the pituitary pituitary gland by discharging crh corticotropin releasing hormone see and here's where i'm thinking about like people who are very organized and methodological methodological or however you pronounce that word and they're thinking that i'm presenting these the day that one of the psychiatrists out there will make and connect these dots with their doctor of yada 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 and present it to mass media is the day those individuals like oh wait see and and that's the part but if i present which i've done they're like well you're connecting the dots of different things that are not related to each other it's only because i don't have the degree here's where sometimes my mom keeps asking or thinking i might get a degree in one of these areas right now i'm not interested in that but two i don't need a degree i'm not trying to flaunt knowledge in a way of one truth that's the whole point and as you guys know i'm here trying to share information to help you guys with your journey and achieving an empowered state not a be the book you know this book thing there's going to be gazillion of books that come with more information on how our brain works and imagine as our body evolves since it continues to evolve the brain will also change so that's the part of where when when academics compare in this better or worse way i wonder where their brain is at because you think that for them it would be common sense to follow the timeline of the body's evolution alongside the psyche's evolution and here's where those who do do that they usually embrace more than only one subject matter within the social science field in fact any 
of these psychiatrists that i've written they're sociologists psychologists they're some poli sci some are integrating anthropology or even when i think of greg braden he comes from the science of geology so you know the the experts that are in a space of 5d are blending topics they may have a title and that's beneficial for those who need the title to to believe in uh, our lovely human species expansion and infinite potential but that's where uh, it's uh, something that's not in my personal book to be in if you will those titles is what i'm trying to talk about but i am happy to know that one day and already now those titles are presenting pieces of information that can help people to be happy in life and to actually evolve to more of who they can be because who you can be is all about how you're using your brain and and people are locked into unhealthy mental health patterns as the one guy who's going to write the book because of not realizing that they can work with their emotion state the emotional body that you can regulate the self that you're not a bad boy or girl because you shame on you you know for being a horrible little human being no you're not that like actually identifying why i was talked to this way and and then i talked to others and to then forgive and and to move beyond and not label uh, i'm a karmic or not karmic again the people usually using these words aren't actually comparing themselves to that they're the ones who are charged and stating that's an energy vampire oh my god that's a negative person oh that's a karmic relationship they're gossiping about the state of versus realizing with all humbleness compassion how can we how can we help those people get into healthy relationships first with themselves how can we disengage from the stories that they're already telling like to see beyond the pattern to see the distortion that is where that avatar consciousness this alchemist says the person who's in this state sees immediately the distortion the distorted state so where the light is missing and they're not judging it they're able to provide support this is what the psychologists do with their knowledge with people and uh, that's amazing so back to the amygdala and the brain when it gets angry um adrenal glands kidneys so the pituitary pituitary gland signals the adrenal glands by releasing ACTH adrenocorticotropic hormones the adrenal gland secretes stress hormones like cortisol adrenaline and noradrenaline remember cortisol hijacks it jabs our neuroreceptors and the oxytocin the good feel hormones the safe hormones can't be felt or they're jacked from that okay so once the stress hormones are activated let's go to our second infographic we have part one okay i got part one done already let me go to part two here it is so now that we did that part we have the stress hormones and how they change our brain so the stress hormones elevated cortisol can cause your neurons to take in too much calcium through their membranes the problem with this is it can make cells fire too frequently and die 
too much cortisol can cause a loss of neurons in your prefrontal cortex and hippocampus oh it is the hippocampus yes i'm pretty certain of that which is where we are in our neural networks and can make our memories tolerable when we have done the somatic exercise which is you breathing rhythmically so you're calming your nervous system you're allowing the amygdala to deregulate to downregulate. right we're not in any physical life threat and you allow the isola or as you're breathing the isola activates that connects your mind and body this engages you from being in a dissociative state you start feeling having awareness of your body and here's why that heart meditation that i read to you and she says breath connects your brain and body now you know your isola is what's connecting is not the magicalness of breath not to take away from our breath because we need to breathe to live your mechanics your process the way your body functions the way your nervous system functions is with breath the natural rhythmic state of your nervous system is an eventual vagal state from our diaphragm and this is how we used to breathe when we first began before we started to accumulate our own trauma and still have moments where we felt unsafe there was lack of predictability our nervous system reacted we looked outside ourselves for help and either we did get that or we didn't and we didn't get it all the time because our parent obviously couldn't be there all the time so there's going to be trauma that accumulates within our own body and it stays as memory which becomes that karmic energy which are those areas that if you want to think of the oversoul whether you want to think of it as you decided before or after it doesn't matter because it's in your body and what we are trying to do is work with the now and you're in a growth journey now so connecting it to the ego self to your family your upbringing is where i like for those of you tuning in right to remember this is all to help you work through actual emotional stuff you go through besides sharing with you obviously the ascension pieces of the tarot pieces of information that you can go and dive into those experts and find them that's why i give you the sources when i can remember to you can always ask for them so back to our infographic on how anger affects our brain so now that we know that too much cortisol can cause a loss of neurons in our prefrontal cortex what we need to be our adult executive decision maker to take in information and see what we can do and the hippocampus this then suppressed activity in your prefrontal cortex can prevent you from using your best judgment this is why you might not make good decisions or plan well for the future when you're upset too much cortisol in your hippocampus can kill neurons and keep your brain from making new ones this can weaken your short-term memory and prevent you from forming new memories properly this is why you might not remember what you want to say in an argument too much cortisol can decrease serotonin that's the hormone that makes you happy the decrease in serotonin can make you feel anger and physical pain more easily this also might be why you act in more aggressive ways or feel depressed and when we go to the third infographic on how anger affects the body brain and body part three how stress hormones can impact your body anger causes the release of stress hormones like cortisol adrenaline and noradrenaline these hormones give your body bursts of energy so you can cope with negative situations accordingly however too much of these hormones or repeated exposure to these hormones can begin to negatively impact important parts of your body 
increased pressure inside your eyes vision issues like tunnel vision sensitivity to light or blurry vision more frequent headaches and migraines increased heart rate blood pressure blood glucose level blood fatty acid level increased likelihood of stroke and heart attack feelings of dry mouth decreased thyroid function decreased blood flow and digestive system slow metabolism lowered bone density decreased number of natural killer cells increase in number of virus infected cells increased incidence of cancer now as a reiki master those who tune in know when it comes to cancer it is uh, in the emotional body that cancer begins to develop on an energetic state and i will leave it at that and um, just say the part about how our emotions affect us is something that is made very clear how our environment is uh, impacting besides your day-to-day physiologically speaking and more science is going to come out and i don't need to express on that because that's the part more science is moving in this direction now for the unity consciousness and this avatar consciousness um, that was presented to me which is very much uh, fascinating as i said and will say probably throughout more of the episode being in a 5d state of consciousness being able to allow yourself to navigate the intangible aspects or even you know the evolution of our uh, human species in different ways is something that doesn't seem good or bad or uh, what's the word negative for an enlightened person if you're in the 5d self-empowered enlightened state and or inclined to be here you are and have always been adding to your information bank your memory has never been something that leads you it is a combination of you learning about those intangible aspects or when it comes to how evolution happens you're also in this mix of um, information with the adaptability 